This is COVID Connections on the Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. We'll take some more of your calls in relation to that a little bit later on as well, because I know so many people want to talk to us about foreign travel. But, of course, how COVID-19 is affecting the community in general. It's not just the community, it's business. We're going to talk about the app in a few minutes. And, of course, children with special needs or special uh, who need special care and attention, uh, they're being overlooked as well. But one of Temple Bar's most popular restaurants, the Boxy House, is sadly closing its doors indefinitely after 32 years in business. And Porik O'Gallagher here joins me on the line from the Boxty House. I know. How, How are you doing, Porik? Porik, by the way, I always get it wrong. Is it Podrick or Porik? It depends on who you are. Porik. I'm the west of Ireland. Porik. Okay. Porik O'G. Okay, so Porik O'G. I'm hanging on to the O'G. Yeah, so Porik O'G. Is Because it always confuses me when people spell their name P-A-D-R-A-I-G. And this is my own personal ignorance. So does it depend on what part of the country you're from? It really does, yeah. Down south would be Podrick. Uh, the West would be Porrick. Oh, right, okay. So there you go. Now I know. I won't make that mistake again. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made and the same mistake yesterday with somebody else who was a Porrick as well. Porrick, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. okay, 32 years. How long are you there yourself? You're there. Are you there for the whole 32 yeah, yeah, years? 88. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. okay. I opened in 88, came back after from uh, emigration, you know, returned to Ireland and opened to my little restaurant at the time, 30-seater. Yeah, we I, I know it well. I used to work in Club yeah. M there in Temple Bar. So oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, know it, I know it well. And it's famous, of course, for its uh, kind of Irish stable potato pancake boxty. Let's talk about boxty for us, because we had a bit of a Barney here in the office earlier on about, <laughs> about boxty, about what boxty is. And many people around Ireland have their own opinion of what boxty should consist. or can. I mean, what exactly is boxty and where does that originate from? Boxy is potato bread and it's from the northwest of Ireland, uh, primarily Leitrim, where I'm from, Cav and Fermanagh. Mayo is very popular in. They're, they're really the, 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 the four counties that it's predominantly. So it's baked in. potato Peculiar. with scallions mixed into it, is it? Or? No, no, oh, no. My mother used to put scallions oh, no, into boxy. Oh, no, well, where was your mother from? <laughs> Liber- <laughs> the Liberties. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, 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 Northwest connection. No. no boxy is made with grated raw potato. Uh, sometimes you'd use leftover mash in it and some flour. Right. Uh, various, and, and there's as many, it's like pasta in Italy. You know? Every different house is a different recipe and yours is not half as good as mine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the trick with the difference between boxy and potato bread is that um, we you grate the raw potato and extract the moisture out of it and you add the pulp back into your base mix and then you add either milk or water or whatever into it to make a batter out of it for the pancake. Then there's a boiled box tea as well, and then there's box tea loaf. So there's three types of box tea. Sounds more like a hash brown, to be honest with you. Kind of, it yeah. would be, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But it's 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 just the earliest written reference to box tea I got was uh, 1828. Right. Uh, William Carlton wrote about it in uh, the traits of uh, the Irish peasantry at the time. Uh, look, you've, you've been there for a long time. The business business yeah, was yeah. always good. I mean, okay, I'm sure you had your ups and downs in business. You know, it depends on the recessions and it depends on how many tourists are around. The, the seven-year soft landing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you, you did attempt to reopen earlier this yeah. month. Um, but I suppose Temple Bar in particular relies on tourism. You know what I mean? It, it does rely, you know, like many of the streets in Ireland where tourists would be famous for wandering up and down. It does rely exactly. on a lot of people and a lot of footfall, doesn't it? A lot of footfall from tourism, but also there are no people working in the city centre at the moment. You know, people are working from home, so all the offices are empty. Yeah. So that's a major, like, with that, even if the pubs reopened, yeah, you can, you, you tip along. You, you're not going to do what you were doing before, but you could, I could keep the guys employed, you could keep it running. Uh, it was just so demoralising, you know. We, we opened on Thursday. We had planned this uh, a while back, actually, I planned to open in August. I was going to wait till August when the, the 
know, what originally was going to be the 10th of August for the pubs to open. Yeah. And then we said the pubs are going to open on Monday. So we said, OK, let's gear it up. Let's get our stuff done. Let's get all our screens in. Let's get all our, you know, get, get ready to and open. That, I'd say that cost you a few quid, by the way, as well. You probably uh, put a bit of million. Not, it does. It, it all costs money, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, the, 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 the business, there's no people around. There is no people in the city, you know. It's dead. It's a ghost town. Uh, and and I know a pod. Uh, I, I I know their our minister for justice had clearly stated that they weren't going to put money into businesses that weren't just weren't financially viable to, to stay alive, so to speak. Which mm-hmm. I thought was wrong because look, your business was quite happy before COVID nineteen came along. Yeah, um, very much so. And you would have survived probably for another 30, 32 years. Well, you, would, you, know, you would have had your ups and downs. Just just to just to correct the thing, I, I'm I'm not actually gone. <laughs> now I'm not sure when I'm going to reopen. Right, so okay. There is a difference. So I'm 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 not gone out of here. Uh, we're, we just, the word indefinitely kind of sounds quite final, by the way, Podagog. Well, I know it does. Yeah. So you know, and it's I, I was asked a question as when I was going to reopen, and my answer was I wasn't sure. Mm. You know, and okay, I'm not okay. sure, and nobody's sure. So I, I'm not going to be like there's nothing. It was there. You know, that's 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 what it is. So I I, I until. The economy comes back here until the people are coming out to eat and people have the confidence to come out and eat and, you know, the economy kicks in again here. There's no point in the open. It's only going to cost me and I'll just bleed myself dry. Can the government do any more for businesses like yours that would be quite traditional in Ireland, been around for a long time? And look, you know, okay, yours is just one small business, but there's, you know, 85%, I think actually it's more, of the, of the businesses in this country that employ people are small yep. businesses. How many, many people exactly. do you employ, by the way? 47. Okay, that's not a small business. Yeah, well, it's a medium. <laughs> it's an SME. I mean, you know? no, yeah, I know, but I mean, what I'm saying is that's a yeah. lot of people employed. That's a lot oh, of people on the dole. And, and, and you know what? It's a lot of people that have worked with me. Like, we were celebrating one of the lads with me 20 years. Like, I had people with me 14, 15, 16. That's family, you know? That's, yeah. That's a long time to work with people. Oh, yeah. You know? So, I remember, I remember so years ago, I had my own business years ago, and during the recession, it kind of went into a bit of trouble. And I remember one member of staff I had to kind of let go, but I gave them the option of working a three-day yeah. week or two. And I remember ringing the Department of Social Welfare saying, look, is there anything you can do for me here to help yeah. me, you know, keep this staff member on? Because things will get better again, and hopefully, you know, so I'll kind yeah. of, you know, pay part of the wages. Can you, can we do something together to avoid them going back on the dole again and cost the state money? But there was nothing they could do. And... I find it difficult in this situation where the, the state can't turn around. Look, we're in this for 30 billion already. A few extra billion is not going to make a huge amount of difference where they could turn around to businesses like yours and say, listen, we'll continue to subsidise your business for a period of time until you know we get more clarity and we can see can you survive on your own. But they don't seem to want to do that. Well, I'm not so sure there's clear uh, direction on that yet. And we're hoping this July stimulus comes in uh, shortly and see what that has in line. Like, if, for instance, in, in France and I think in Australia, they are uh, helping with the commercial rents, uh, or they're giving forgiveness, or they're helping out the actual landlords to give the tenant then some relief on, on commercial rents up to seventy percent. Like that'd be a big thing for us here because I've got to negotiate with the landlord and see where that's going to go. But, yeah, but in America, the stimulus is they're giving um, employers yeah. two months' salary, um, so basically they pay your payroll for two months as a loan. And you don't yeah. have to pay back the loan provided you put it into your business. You do have to pay it well, back if used for any other purpose. Yeah, but, the, but the, we, we do have the uh, the wage uh, subsidy, subsidy here. Yeah, yeah, which which, is, which helps, which is of course. Very, very. It is still and it's still there and it's very going. That needs to stay. That really needs to stay no, for a lot of people. There are like there is some business in the suburbs. There's a lot of business out there. But I think if we get workers back into the city centre 
uh, it'll start to, to come back again, you know. Yeah. You need light. Or it's but the, yeah, but, the, but Parik, the, the thing about it is, there is a sense that even if we get back to the old normal, so to speak, yeah. that a lot of employers and businesses now realise it's more financially viable to have people working from home. And I can see a whole change in the dynamic in the way the city operates now going forward. Yeah. Like, if let's say this time next year, where every, let's say the virus is gone and we're all back to some level of normality and normality yeah, again. Yeah. There's, you know, a lot of businesses are going to be saying, well, if they're call centres, I can keep 80% of my staff working from home. Sure, it's worked well during the COVID. They, I can pay them a little bit less because they don't have to commute and they don't have to get childcare. And and they can stay at home and they can live somewhere yeah. else and not to buy an expensive house in Dublin thing behind that too yeah. I think you know what I mean and that's you know working in an office has huge like how do you go meet people where do oh, you yeah. socialize there's a whole thing about that yes I can see some change coming in but not a dramatic change of that uh, nature so yeah. quick yeah. and so sudden yes it's been forced upon us now at the minute but you know people are social creatures you know they really want to get back they want to get out they want to do stuff uh, and, and, you know, you, you, where do most people meet their partners? <laughs> yeah, probably. At work. Yeah, probably. A lot of them <laughs> did. Know, what are we going to do? Raise a whole single nation? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we've taken the heart out of the, certainly out of Dublin City, and I'm sure that's the same applies oh. to Cork, Limerick and Galway as well, but we've taken the heart yeah. out of the city at the moment, but hopefully we can get that back again. And, and I'd like to hope to think that you would be back open again at some point again, Parag, and well, I wish you well. We, I wish we you will. Well. I'm not gone. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, listen, Parik, we wish you well. And if anybody, Thank by the way, wants, wants to, but can you, are you selling your box to your line or anything like that? No. Well, we're actually going to open up a, a couple of, we're, we have we have a commissary kitchen in Tala where we produce our food for here. We produce for other other uh, people. Uh, but we're going to start uh, delivery services out of Tala and that'll be starting in, in the next few weeks. All right, but let us know how you get on and let it, I will, and go back yeah, on the air yeah. and she'll give yourself a plug. All right. Listen, Pretty thank you very much, Nate. All right, see you. There you go, Parago Gallagher from the Boxty House. Let me go to Megan Kennedy. Megan, you're on Class of the Kids. How are you, Megan? Hi, how are you? I got your, your message and basically you want to talk to the show that you have two children with developmental uh, issues and there are and their developmental um, assistance has been cancelled. Um, no, so it's their developmental checks yeah. that like every child gets. Um, has been cancelled. Oh, this so, is this is when the when the district nurse comes around to the house and the public house nurse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, basically, my I have a six month old and a two year old, okay. and I with the you're going to have a three month check that was not done. You're going to have a seven to nine month check which isn't going to be done, and then my daughter was meant to get one one and a half, and that hasn't been done yet. Now, I'm lucky enough, I've not... These are just, by the way, for people who don't have children, these are just basically things to make sure their hands and their feet are working as normal, to make sure they're lifting their head and they're using the muscles in their neck and uh, counting their fingers and toes. It's just to make sure they're developing as a normal child. Yeah, basically, yeah. and obviously early intervention if they're not. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I'm lucky enough, I've no concerns about my baby, but my two-year-old, I have huge concerns about her speech and... Basically, I've nowhere to go. The public health nurse isn't answering. They're saying they're not doing the... I got through to them eventually last week. They just said they're not doing them and that they'd send me on an email address. And I what's the reason they said they're not doing them? Haven't got that. Um, COVID-19. Yeah, basically. <laughs> right, okay. And, and, you're, and you mentioned, of course, quite rightly, uh, you know, you can go and get your hair done or go to a pub or a restaurant, but you can't get somebody to see your child. Exactly. It seems I'm quite bizarre. Myself, oh, you're so right. I'm sitting there doing people's hair and I'm like, it's just mental that. Yeah, I so so you're pulling hair. out of somebody's head with a hairdryer in your hand, uh, right beside people all day. But we got healthcare workers who went into that job knowing what the job entailed, and yeah. and they won't go and see children who are the lowest risk, by the way, when it comes to COVID nineteen, uh, yeah. babies in particular. Uh, there is no record, I believe, of a baby dying. 
uh, of COVID directly from COVID-19, as far as I know. And exactly. and they won't go and see them. Yeah, and even the older ones, so the two-year-old one, like, you don't actually have to have physical contact. It's but, all but the two-year-old is of no risk them. either. They're of no yeah. risk. None. Yeah, I just think it's absolutely mental. My doctors aren't taking really any appointments. So you're just really lost as of where to go. I, I find, I, 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 we spoke there a while ago to a woman who had big problems getting somebody out, a carer out to see her granny. Now, sadly, her granny passed away more recently, but uh, because her mam, who was looking after her, was 65 and she had coughed in the room because she had COPD. And she tried to explain to the carer, I don't have COVID, I just have COPD. I cough quite yeah. a lot. And the, the carer went running out of the house like Flash Gordon and never came back again. And they and they basically got onto the, the the caring agency and they said, no, nobody be going out because of a risk of COVID. And I'm going, but sure, is that what, they, what people signed up for who were in healthcare? Yeah, that's their job. You can't just take these resources away from people. No. No, it just doesn't make it, particularly when we're happy enough to open up other services, as you rightly said, of getting your hair done yeah. and, you know, and go to a pub or a restaurant. But, but the most vital services and the and you are right, it is vital because it's it's vital that we establish at a young age if a child is not lifting its head properly or a child is not uh, recognising words properly or recognising, you know, sights and sounds properly. Because but that's the thing pre-COVID, like if yeah. you missed one of these developmental checks, you could be reported. That's Absolutely, how important yeah. Oh, you're a bad parent. You, you'd be a bad yeah. parent if you did yeah. that. You know, and, and you want to get the checks done, but you can't. And, and have you talked to any TDs or anybody higher up to say when they'll be re- resuming these services? No, I've talked to, I think, a few different areas have actually different rules. So I've talked to a few different people, and I know some public health nurses are doing phone calls and asking the questions over phone calls. That's quite and the same, really. There's some areas that actually are doing house calls. Right. So I don't know, like, why there's particular areas that aren't doing them. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I, I'm, we, Helena is going to look into it. I mean, someone called in to say that the same thing happened to her and uh, she got in contact with the hospital uh, okay. that she had the baby in and uh, she got the checks done, I'm assuming, at the hospital. So oh, in other words, that you can go to the hospital yourself and get the checks done because they are important. Um yeah, so I, look, we, we look into it and we try to get more information about it. That caller seems to think that if you contact the hospital where you had your baby, where'd you have your baby? Hollis Street. If you contact Hollis Street and just say, listen, I want these developmental checks done, can I bring the baby in? Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I never even thought of that. Yeah, okay. All right, because if they're not going to come out to you, you're going to have to go to them, which is sad. That's it. Yeah. So fight for it, yeah. yeah. All right, listen, best of luck to you. Thanks very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air and raising the issue, because I'm sure there's many more people in the same, a similar issue, because so many babies were born. Now, of course, uh, about three or four weeks ago, we were all told that the app was wonderful. Trinity College researchers say now that the COVID tracing app maybe is not so wonderful, and uh, that the HSE's COVID tra- tracker app amounts to corporate surveillance. Over a million people now have downloaded the COVID-19 contact tracing app, Although Helena mentioned to me last night, or Ashling, that you're meant to go on it every day and log in and say, I'm well, uh, but only seemingly a third of people are actually doing that. So the app will be of very little value if people are not actually using it properly. But anyway, the app, of course, informs you that if, if you've been in close contact with somebody who has tested positive for COVID-19, it uses a Bluetooth handshake uh, to speak to other devices and registers uh, when you have been close together for more than 15 minutes. Now, Trinity College researchers and the Irish Council of Civil Liberties say it is concerning that the government are encouraging people to use a service without demanding more transparency about the data from Google and Apple. Apple. And on the line, one of those uh, researchers at the moment is Professor Doug Leith, who is from the School of Computer Science and Statistics at Trinity College, and he joins me. Good afternoon to you. 
Good afternoon. Uh, what are the concerns? Because, of course, there were people at the time saying, oh, hold on for a second here now. There's sharing of information here. We're a bit concerned about that. And we were reassured that there was nothing on this that would be of any concern to anybody. So is there concerns? Oh, I think there is concern. There's, there's, there's two parts. It's important to be clear there's two parts to these contact tracing apps, to all, all of them. One is the, the part that's written by the HSE and managed by them, and that's, that's quite a lot of scrutiny. And the other part is the bit that uh, on Android phones uh, is run, written and run by uh, Google, and there's another part on iOS phones. There. This is Google Play, yes. Yeah. yeah, Google Play services. And okay. so the, the, two, the two parts are different. The, the, um, there's some issues around the HSE app. It's, it's, uh, it needs some changes. We recommend some changes to bring it into line with, for example, apps in, in Germany and Switzerland. But if they make those changes that seem small, then, then it, that seems relatively forward the more serious issue is the Google part is necessary to enable Google Play services in order to use these contact tracing apps and the very fact of enabling it even if you switch everything off that you can causes quite a lot of traffic and, and quite sensitive information to be sent to Google. Okay your, your suggestion was yourself and Dr Stephen Farrell at Trinity College that every 20 minutes uh, potentially it's allowing for the IP address based location tracking of the phone in other words, so what are we saying that every 20 minutes the phone is kind of sending a little ping or something to tell, you know, the powers to be, be it Google or Apple or wherever it is, where you're located? But do phones not do that anyway? No, they don't do it anyway. If you switch Google Play services off, it doesn't happen. So it's uh, only when you enable it that that starts to happen. Mm-hmm. But are you? But I, when you're downloading the app, are you? I, I haven't downloaded the app personally myself, but I know Helena Nashing did, uh, and they said all the way through is you're consenting. So in other words, it's telling you. Is it not telling you that anyway? Uh, so I'm, I'm not. I'm not a lawyer. I can't comment on that. But I'll tell you what it seems to me that that's, that's worrisome. There's no opt out from it. The only mm-hmm. opt out is so that's a normal principle of the the data protection rules that, that uh, data is collected for a specific purpose and you have to give consent and you can revoke consent mm. so the, it's not clear what the purpose is here okay and the data collection seems too far too broad it's, it's really extracting a lot of information from the phone it seems and secondly uh, there's no opt-out because uh, particularly if you want to use a contact tracing app because the very fact of enabling google play services causes all this data exchange mm. with google yeah, so you'd have to go to a lot of trouble to try and stop this from happening at the point you're making. I mean, even then you'd have to go into your settings and turn off your locations and all that kind of carry on, which could affect other apps that you use as well, I suppose, too, that you're giving permission for to be used, I mean, uh, when it comes to advertising and stuff like that. In, in our measurements, we've turned everything off that we can turn off. Uh, we've left a minimum amount on to the still let you use contact tracing apps. Okay, and, still and it's still going through. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that is not, concerning then, isn't it? Very concerning. No opt-out. And, and, and by the way, is it, is it more so with, Google, with Apple or with Google, which would be Android phones, or is it on both? I mean, is there a problem with Apple? Now, I know when I got my update on Apple recently, it did tell me that the update was to do with contact tracing and I, I was to update the phone, et cetera, et cetera. So was that opening some sort of, with that new update, that opened some sort of pathway, I'm assuming? Mm, I, I, it's a great question. Uh, we haven't looked at Apple phones at all. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's on the to-do list. Uh, it's quite a specialist job doing these things. So there's a bit, quite a bit of work. I'm hoping someone else will look at it. But it's on our to-do list. But I can't, I can't really comment on Apple because we've never looked at it. But it's an obvious question, isn't it? If, if the Google ones are doing this, what are the Apple ones doing? Okay, so the same information most likely has come back to Apple because they do say it quite clearly when you were updating to iOS 12 point, whatever it was there recently, um, that this was in connection to contact tracing. Now, a lot of people 
tweeted that and screenshots of it and suddenly they changed the information on the update to just say it was an update. <laughs> so, But they did, I think there, there was a mention that Google said they would be resorting back. They said that they normally wouldn't do this but under the circumstances of a national pandemic they agreed to do it because of course Apple were one of the first people to go to court against the FBI not to allow a phone to be opened in a murder case if you remember that case about two years ago and they mm-hmm. won their case by the way under privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Apple I, I think have always been quite strict about privacy so of course they can't be responsible for what Facebook and everybody else does on their platform uh, but they themselves have been quite strict about privacy and I think they had suggested that when all this was over and the pandemic and the emergency ended that there was a kind of sunset clause that they would revoke this permission on your phone to do this um, I think that was a suggestion by Apple but I, I can't talk for Google Play services because I don't have an Android phone I know nothing about them at all but I think the bottom line is here this is something everybody was saying two weeks ago. Well, not everybody. Many people were saying that they had concerns. And you believe that basically these concerns could be set aside if we had more transparency. So I think the concerns around the HSC app, the HSC part of the app, can, they can easily make changes that will bring it into line. And so that's not, not a big deal so long as they make the changes. The, question, the problem around the other half, which is the Google part and Android, so, so you, know, you use uh, Apple and I'm, I'm, I'm doing Android, the, on the Android part is much harder because it needs Google to make changes and they need to, and we've talked to them and they, they're, they're not, not been offering to make changes. Uh, so, so trying to get those changes, and they can't be disabled, uh, you have no choice. Uh, you know, so you're faced with an unpleasant choice. If you care, if you're more, more interested in, worried about health and privacy, then you've got to got to make a difficult choice because by installing these apps you're in, you have to put up with all this intrusive monitoring and if you don't install it then of course that's what you're worried about the health well, listen, I, I think it's an eye-opener for everybody and something a lot of people probably believed anyway. And I know yourself and the Council for Civil Liberties are asking for a little bit more transparency around this and some changes to be made. And hopefully they will listen and make those changes and give people a little bit more confidence in using the app uh, going mm-hmm. forward. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Professor Douglas Leith, um, for uh, coming on the air today. And of course, Dr. Stephen Farrell from Trinity College, um, who obviously discovered this uh, particular leak within the system. Uh, all right, now let me go to Donald as well, if I can. Donald, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Donald? Well, I'm, let's be honest now. You're, you're not good. You're not having a good no, day today. No, I just got an email then out this morning from my guy there in Germany. He works for Eberhardt in Germany, saying that there was 18 people who were supposed to come here on the 2nd of August, and it's just been cancelled. Okay, so you're the, just to clarify for people, you're a bus yeah. driver in the tourism industry, so you drive coach coach tours, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and my boss is there, Blimey, a fantastic boss. I, I mean, uh, Jesus Christ. The poor man, he's in bits because he had to tell Well, his business has been destroyed. Yeah, of course he's it's, in bits. And, and this is it now, you see. And we have these... Like, this list that came out, it's an absolute joke. Like. Well, I, I'm trying to work it out now. Okay, Germany had a 403 cases. They have yeah. a population of 83 million people. According yeah. to CNBC, Germany has confirmed more than 200,000 cases of COVID-19 and more than 9,000 deaths in a population of more than 83 million people. Germany's mortality yeah. rate per 100,000 is among the lowest in Europe. And Germany is not, and Germany Germany is not, not on the list. list. And I'm looking no. at, if you, want to take, if you want to take the most recent data, right, yeah. 403 cases in a population of 87 million. We had 36 in a population of 5 million. We're in and around the same. If but, not, Germany is actually a little bit lower. But now, it's not just me. That, does me that doesn't make any sense then, does it? No, but now, the amount of the machinery that has to be fixed and maintained in this country and everything from, from Germans and French engineers and everything, and they can't come in. But what I want to know is, what I really can't understand this, why, first of all, 
these so-called, this list appeased these medical, uh, so-called celebrity medical professionals that's on TV3 and RT every night of the week. But they won't come on your show or any other show like it where they'll be challenged. They just refuse to be challenged. I, I mean, I, I can't answer your question today, and I know you have yeah. massive concerns. You're frustrated yeah. by this decision that's been made by the government. There is no, they say this list is based on science and data, and if that be the case, there is no reason why Germany shouldn't be on the list. But, but that is, it's just not, Niall. It's just not based on and, and this yeah. is your career. Your career is doomed, essentially. Niall, I have lost, I have lost personally. I have lost thousands every month. It looks like August now has gone away. And I, I, I have no faith that September will come back. Once September is gone, that's the industry gone for this year. And if we're not going to recover next year, Niall. And we're talking about health. There'll be no money for health. There'll be nothing. It, it surprises me that Germany's not on the list, but Italy is. I mean, that's... And then don't get me wrong, Italy should be on the list now, obviously, because they, they, they've got it under control. But Germany never really lost control. But sure, Niall, look at the countries that's on it that you can't fly direct to, or they can't fly direct here. But you can fly to another country and go into that country. But why would you? Even, why would you even put Greenland on the list? In the first exactly. Place? You know what I mean? you know, Who goes to Greenland? But Niall, why can't we do it like this? If you want to travel to Ireland, you have to be COVID. You have to be right there and get another test done, even with you are here at your own expense. Well, no, you, well, I mean, other countries are doing... I, I, I'm blue in the face saying this all week. We could yeah. solve this whole problem by just testing people at the airport. So, in yeah. other words, if you have people coming from a high-risk country like America, for example, yeah. or the United Kingdom, or Brazil, or a high-risk country, you test them automatically. Everybody, yeah, but right? Not, but if you have people yeah. coming, uh, just average travellers coming from Spain and Italy and Germany, you take their temperature at the airport. If their temperature is high, you send them for a COVID test. If it's not, you're on your way. There but has what, to be some level of risk. Now, what did they do? Now they have an electronic thing. You can, you can do it online now at Dublin Airport. And the teacher was making a big hoo-ha about this this morning. Mm-hmm. Like, you can fill out this thing online. So what? So yeah. what? You don't have to isolate. And there's any, I'm sick to see the people saying... Well, once you fill out this form, it's a legal form, like the Minister of Health says. It's not. It's, it's just not. And, no, they're not, and, they're not arresting anybody, and they're not no, going after anybody. Niall, I heard an interview this morning. On but, it, but, it, but the point you're making is, to people in Germany who had planned to come here for a tour yeah. on your buses and what have you, yeah. it's sending out a really bad message that Ireland, you're not welcome. Well, and this, and this, is what, this is what my guy, I, I, spoke, I spoke to him this morning, and he, like, the man is dumbfounded. He said... Absolutely, the damage they're doing. No, it's absolutely the damage that they're doing to your country. Yeah. And it's a, and I like I just cannot. I was living in hope for the screen. I said, "There's no way Germany to be left off it." And it's it's like there's no. I have no answers. Like. Well, I'm, I, I have no answers for you either. I've given you all the data there. I've just told you what, what they've said, that Germany is classified as one of the safest countries in Europe, and yet it's not on the list. And I just want to make one more point. Yeah, very quickly. I was interviewed this morning on News Talk uh, from the... The, the, the WHO, Center. yes, I heard. Yes, WHO. And it was an absolute disgrace where, where Kenny described the, the President of America as the so-called President of America. What would we say? What would we say? I actually, be honest with you, you know, I've always said that I believe Pat Kenny was one of the best broadcasters in this country, and I've always said it. I've always looked up to Pat Kenny. It's one of the many reasons I got into broadcasting. I admired him so much. Uh, I admired his enthusiasm, his get up and go. I admired the way he questioned and challenged everything. But I've listened to him once or twice, and and again this morning on the WHO, let's talk about the WHO, and everything is he just tends to agree with everybody now. Now, what would we say if if some politician in America called our president a so-called president? Just like, because, like, they mightn't agree with his views in Cuba or anything. But imagine saying about 
Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. I, no, I know, I get, I get the point you're making. I get the point you're making. Listen, Donald, I wish you well. And, and I know, and when I say I wish you well, I know things are a mess for you at the moment and I, I hope it gets better and, and I completely agree with you. I think the whole thing is a complete and utter mess and it's not, they're not basing it on logic anymore. It's being based on public pressure just to produce some sort of list. COVID Connections on the Nile Boylan Show. Classic Hits.